When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, JPC, can we get... Uh, this is a sound test. Mm, uh, I am going to speak at the level that my mm, character speaks, uh, and my character never gets loud or uh, than this uh, mm, mm, uh, um, sound test. Yeah, he's collected five horny points. Can we just get that really quick? My limit break! <laughs> <laughs> It sounds like we've got Dref, who's going to be staying here. Other people want to visit the market, the reference desk, and the stables. I think the reference desk should be by this black market area. Sure. sure so I feel like that'll be a similar trip. Why not say that the stables are fairly close by there as well? Yes. So right on. we can get the three of you traveling over there together. I have a question. Mm-hmm. What have we noticed about church presence? Oh, Church of the Slain God, like this is a event that the church, I believe, specifically disapproves of. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of revels. It's just a huge festival. So it's not something that they approve of. So they would have like probably preachers on street corners telling people about how this is very nasty and sinful and is the reason that God is dead. Okay. Mm. That's good to know. And Gable hates it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, So let's start by following the crew over to the market. So like I mentioned before, the city of Bujanith is like mostly in kind of drab colors. The one area of the city that's kind of like really bright and colorful year round is the tented market. The different stalls in the market all have their own colorful tents. And actually walking into this like black market area is just like a garden of flowers in the middle of this very dour city. Hmm. Of course, now that's not true at all because uh, Iarpiora decorates every building in the city with flowers. uh, So it's bright and colorful uh, wherever you look. But you are escorted by some thuggish looking men and women who are in the employ of the broker over to the marketplace. This is the part of the city that they essentially own. (laughs) 
I want to ask everyone here uh, for one cool detail about something that's like in this marketplace. It can be a person, it can be a thing, it can be a stall, it can be an item in a stall, whatever. So uh, there is a uh, a very like kind of burly man with this long boa constrictor on his shoulders, like this huge snake. And people approach this place and ask if he is selling the snake. And the snake responds, I am selling slaves. I don't know that we have slaves uh, in this setting. It's a snake (laughs) that tells people. Oh. Wait, so it's like, ah, oh, the concept of slavery, something that is uh, the world over in any reality, but talking snake, that's fine. We got those. Talking snake is good. That. Talking snake is cool. Because that could be a person throwing their voice or whatever, but. Uh, no, it's a talking snake. It's magic. Yeah. As a talking snake, said cool myself. Yeah. Travis speaks partial tongue. Partial. Partial, partial tongue. tongue. Yeah. I speak it's some just snake languages. <laughs> Uh, so there is a woman who is, I guess, on the other side of the courtyard of the market. She doesn't speak. She has no tongue. But she has, like, a five-string guitar that she just, like, belts out beautiful, like, Spanish ballads on this guitar. She's kind of, like, busking. She collects money. She has enough money to buy that sixth string, but she does not because that's her style. That's what she plays. And so, like, you can always kind of hear her guitaring kind of no matter where you are. And we don't know if it's by, like, acoustic design or some kind of magic, but it's like if you're in the market, you hear her playing. Oh, that's very cool. In the middle of the market, in kind of the most open air space that Mm -hmm. you can, there is a huge fire pit because that is a forge. Oh, Mm. cool. And that's where you you don't go there to get like things like swords or anything like that. You go there more to get trinkets and the men and women who operate the forge are more performers than anything. Mm. So you it's you it's kind of like when you go to Disney World and you're getting one of those you go in one of the stalls for treats where they make little candy animals half mm. of it is the show. Uh, so you there it's almost like they take requests as if they were balloon animals. Like I, I, awesome. I want you to make a rabbit. Oh, I want you to make a flower. And Give me a bird. I want a, a sword. <laughs> go somewhere else. <laughs> Uh, can I get a horseshoe? Is it a trinket? Are you going to put it on a horse? <laughs> I'm going to hang it above my door. These are not useful. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there are all the regular stores, stalls that are there year-round. Oh, but that was then- my thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's right, it. Johnny, do you have anything else that you want to just steal from JPC? Oh, no, I'll think of something different. I'll think of something different. Um, regular store. There's a snake selling people. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and everybody else is a tiny man wearing big glasses and bloody lab coats. <laughs> Good. Good. It's like, I want a different dress. Um, so there, there are the regular stalls that are there year-round, but then there are a bunch of people kind of like walking around with, you know, like a baseball game, how there's like the little... Yeah, big, the, the trays. Of- yeah. Uh, and they're selling all kinds of stuff related to the event, like commemorative... Bull crap. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, binoculars to see the race. and Or I guess probably not binoculars, but telescopes. Telescopes, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, banners supporting your neighborhood and just, just all sorts of low-quality garbage. I love it. Yeah. And this market is 
bustling that there are so many people that there is like kind of a, a check-in area because you don't spend money in mm. this marketplace. You have to exchange your money for scarves because many of the things inside are illegal. And there is a line that stretches blocks and blocks as more tourists from out of town are waiting to get in. Obviously, being under the care of the broker, you are given a fast pass. Um, mm. He can only get you three fast passes for for all of you. So that's just one fast pass for all of you. Mm-hmm. So if you want to do a ride twice, you're going to be in trouble. Mm-hmm. And you do yes. need to reserve beforehand. You, well, once the once the fast pass expires, you can you can get another yeah, one. Yeah, 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 book that's, another. That, that, that's true. And we were smart, and we you can book 30 days in advance. So we did. And since we're staying on property, you can actually book 60 days in advance. Yes, when we were in the sky, we, we booked our <laughs> fast passes. <laughs> Um, so Set yeah, some sparrows you, down. you, you are escorted to the front of the line and you can see there is a bit of griping and grousing, but there are some people who are trying to get a look at, at who could be so important that they're escorted past the line and directly into the market. Fresh uh, gripe here. We're selling fresh <laughs> gripe. No, try my grouse. My grouse is better than his gripe. Ah, it's my kid brother. <laughs> <laughs> And we're Let's see what they have two hours. <laughs> uh, I'll try thread. one of each, please. <laughs> one of each. We're reunited. <laughs> and we saved another relationship. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. You, you can see that there's some excited pointing. Gable cannot be hidden. Just cannot. Hey. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they're, 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 you hear just lots of wild speculation about who these people might be. If I remember correctly, the last time we recorded, uh, John kind of got into an uh, argument with like a kid about uh, just in the, <sighs> the, the, the cockfight. Yeah. Uh, so he's one of the kids like uh, who sees – he's in the line. And mm-hmm. as we walk up, Jonic just kind of like makes eye contact, does like a single like – What's up, Nod? Yes. Passes by. Uh, and then, like, after a couple more steps, Johnnet turns around and just flicks some two birds. Yes! <laughs> Johnnet. Uh. It's ruled. okay. Bougenith is a city of two birds. <laughs> Gable pushes Johnnet ahead of them. And oh, just why? Gives you that. Hey. Travis turns around and gives two more birds to that kid. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Are we dressed in the broker clothes, like the orange and black? The Halloween uh, colors. That, so if you are dressed in that, those are your uniforms that would denote your status as a racer. Hmm. You can totally dress in those if you like. You you can also dress It'd be in cool your, if we did. Jonnet has it underneath like his <laughs> he's he's got it on, but it's not revealed. Ready to go. Yeah, he's in case at there's a like a bank known. robbery, yes. you can rip it off and <laughs> race a bird. Uh great. So I, I, I think y'all get some time to poke around in the market and I, I kinda wanna do this montage style. You have a line of credit. If there is something special that you would like to buy, you can buy it here. Otherwise, just tell me something interesting that you saw but didn't buy. I think uh, right out of the gate, Jonnet wants goggles because he thinks that that will be cool to have. But he also, he walks up to one of the vendors and he's about to buy just like a regular pair. But then he sees there's like a funky looking pair of goggles Mm -hmm. where... The left eye is just normal, just glass covering the eye, but the right is kind of 
has a, like a mechanic on it where it swivels to have like a bit of like a magnifying lens on it. Uh, so he could be like potentially be able to like see, see things. the Declaration yeah. of Independence. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, and so uh, it kind of just like flicks on and like flicks off. And so he thinks that's the dopest thing he's ever seen. And he buys that on credit. That rules. Um, all on credit. If if people don't know what they want, you can always pull a luminary and we can figure something out. That might be fun. I'll do it. Ooh, the soldiers. The soldiers. Okay. Oh we run into soldiers. I bought some soldiers from that snake. So the soldiers are death deception and memory the divination is you are the instrument of a higher power that is unseen or beyond your comprehension a force larger than yourself seeks to deceive you in order to control you death is the fate that awaits those that continue on this path johnny i gotta know what instrument of the queen do you find Mm -hmm. here gosh I think there's probably some sort of like antique stall or like oddities stall. Oh, yeah. And it's a tent that you have to walk into. And I think as soon as I walk in, it kind of, for me, goes a little quiet. Oh, yeah. You're like oh, yeah. one of the only people who can't hear the music mm-hmm. that's always going on. Uh, and then I just sort of hear like kind of birds chirping and, and, um, like maybe a, a a stream, you know, just like kind of naturey sounds, and I'm just drawn to uh, this artifact, which I think is, oh geez, wallet chain, wallet chain. It's a wallet chain. It's a wallet mm-hmm. chain or a chain Gosh. wallet. Um, chain. I mean, uh, uh, for a wallet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You you all can help. Me, okay. Please. Dried up lizard's eyes. Dry, that's it. Dried up lizard's eyes. <laughs> uh, would it be like a stand? with like spices from far away places or organic I, I, materials I think it's more like like uh, trinkets and and antiques and and like polished wood I I think the thing that you are drawn to is a rabbit's foot you hear these nature sounds and like this this just calls out to you you reach out and you pick it up and it's warm. It reacts to your touch. Ah, I see you are a gentleman of taste. It talks. I'm no. Sorry. I'm sorry. Is this man bothering you? <laughs> That's me, the snake. Oh, uh, hello. A gentleman of taste, yes. And one who needs luck. Well, I don't know that I need luck. I just think that it tends to follow me. Something certainly does. Perhaps it's the curse that's on you. (laughs) Curse? Very few people are drawn into my tent without a deep need. One that I am happy to help fill. I'll, I'll take the foot. Don't you want to know what it is? Or were you able to figure it out instinctually? I know what it is. How long have you been running, if you don't mind my asking? Long enough. The snake nods, flicks its little tongue. That will be one scarf. Black. I've got credit with the broker. 
then I will have his agents set arrangement. I merely need you to sign this ledger. The candles like flare a little bit and there is a ledger on the table with, with a quill. And you? I have been in this form for 10 years. One of the longest lived of our kind. Hmm. Well, best of luck to you. Stay out of the woods. Let's ah! cut ah! over to Gable. Uh, I want Gable to be tempted to get involved in a scrape. <laughs> please, please, please. The river. The river. Okay. This whole time I have the theme song from Newsies in my head. There's no, no Newsies like show. Newsies good. Uh, so you see some some kids, and they're just really excited about papes. Uh, <laughs> the Pulitzer. So the river is destruction, challenge, and separation. Uh, the river is unmistakably dangerous. However, the river is ultimately a barrier, something that separates one bank from another. At great risk, it can be crossed, and an equally great reward can be claimed. You want to be tempted into a scrape, eh? Yes. Uh, so... This is definitely a highly populated area, but it's also kind of a dangerous area. Mm -hmm. Um, There are all sorts around here, even though celebrities and people from out of town, wealthy people, come here to to hang out. Mm -hmm. I think you have an instinctual sense of uh, when someone is is being stalked. Like you've got that evil sense, right? Yeah. So I think you get a big old nasty whiff of evil. Um, that moment of, I think, instinctually, without you even working to activate them, one of the eyes on, on your feather pops open and, like, you can see it. You see someone who is dressed in, like, fairly, like, nondescript clothing that is made to, like, blend with the colors of the marketplace it's almost as if they've got the kind of thing that you've got on uh, where looking at them feels like hazy. Mm-hmm. Um, there is that moment like, is this an angel? It appears to be magic, uh, okay. like a spell that somebody has, but they're stalking someone. Um, and you can feel the malicious intent radiating off of them. You follow their line of sight and you can see the person they're stalking is Hildred Gastar, champion of the joust for three years running. No one just like Gastar. No. <laughs> uh, what I want to do now, and I think I would like this to come up in the future, just mm-hmm. the will to... Gable gets overtaken quite a bit whenever coming into contact with evil. I want to do checks to see if I can overcome my desire to get involved. Oh, that rules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know what that would be. I would need some Okay, it's you. definitely a willpower yeah. role. Um, because if discipline? I, well, discipline. Is that a... That's not a... Is that not a skill in this one? Here, let uh, me see. Discipline yeah. is a is skill. It? It's a will skill. Okay, so I do remember how to play the game. <laughs> it's that under makes general. One of us. Discipline, well... Um, not very good at that. I okay. think I think this check is going to be 
hard. I'm going to give you three perps. Okay. Three perps for those papes. I would rather not, but okay. You asked for this. <laughs> you said you wanted this to be a recurring I just, thing. I just wanted to be like introduce a mechanic to be like, oh, hey, w- w- don't break that that fight up, you kids. Not okay. I didn't know I was going to have to use the mechanic. <laughs> <laughs> I said I wanted to be tempted to get into a scrape. I didn't want to give in to temptation. I didn't because we have other things to do. <laughs> okay. I think this will be probably a very quick thing. Or it will kill Gable and we'll have you roll up a new character okay. real quick. So, <laughs> so three, it looks four. like your one success got canceled out. Yes. Um, so, yeah. It, Just like three threats. Uh, three threats. Yeah. Uh, so three. I think you are definitely moved by these feelings. What what Does it change the way you look at all when you have this? And also, what do you have on you? Do you I'm assuming you don't have your big Final Fantasy ass sword. No. Um, we probably shouldn't. We probably didn't bring weapons here. As oh like a, yeah, a I bet we weren't allowed. Yeah, yeah we probably weren't. Definitely, you're not allowed to have weapons. <laughs> or like, or there's like a check-in. Yeah, there's you, a metal detector, and it's just a guy who goes beep 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 when he thinks that you, <laughs> when he <laughs> metal. Thinks yeah, it, well, so he's doing a pat down, but he's always and, ready. And when he thinks he finds something, he goes beep 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 beep. Watch beep 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 beep. What this looks like when. Gable is caught up in the the binary of good versus evil and wanting to destroy evil. It manifests as a like a string. Ooh, okay. A string of light like pointing at the areas of contention and it feels like it's being pulled, pulling them towards something and like it's annoying. It's like prickly and like pulling at your skin. And Ooh. the only way to get rid of that feeling is to get closer. I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that. And I think you, you got three threats. So yeah. you've, you've faded into this a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think Gable comes to I'd probably follow, right? Yeah. I, I, like I think you, you follow kind of automatically. Yeah. That's, that's how we'll do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so you are now settled stalking this person who stalking? is stalking Hildred and an outside observer who was paying careful attention to you, which this is actually interesting because you have bodyguards around you right now. Those bodyguards don't know where you went. That effect this assassin has on themselves is like doubled, tripled for you. Really? Uh, Gable is so hard to focus on and pay attention to as you are stalking this person. Like and your eye kind of rolls over it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, like They're like, I'm here to bodyguard this person and then this effect like happened to you. Like your your eyes dilate a little bit. They don't go all no. the way over ta- overtaking your whites, but like there's very little left of your uh, iris right now. Yes. And in that, there's this mental chill that washes over them where they can't focus on you. Mm-hmm. And this probably unfolds over maybe five to ten minutes. You see this person stalking Hildred. Uh, Hildred gets stopped every now and then uh, for like an Autographs. autograph. There are people who want their kids to like hang off her bicep. Like that's a pretty common Fun. thing for, for Hildred to do. <laughs> And there is a moment where Hildred spies something in one of the stalls and, like, is focused on it. And you can see this assassin takes out a needle and, like, they have very subtly dipped it into a vial and they're approaching Hildred ready to strike. Oh, okay. Um, How close am I? 
Uh, you are within striking distance. Where that happen? Oh gosh, I'm I'm gonna do a melee attack. Yeah, yeah, cool. Roll it up. This is easy because this person has no idea they're being followed. Roll these by James so he can read them for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's see what you got there. So uh, that is three successes and four threats. Yeah. So I am going to say that you do six damage to this dude who is not expecting it. He's not wearing armor or anything. You wreck this boy. Yes. What I think happens here is if I had gotten a, a complete success or a triumph, I would have been able to do it without being noticed, but yeah. everyone this is so noticed this. loud and noticeable. You're calling so much attention to yourself. So how do you take this guy out? Like, what does the attack look like? Oh, it's a choke slam. Mm. Oh, yes. A choke slam into like a table or something. Yeah. So he pulls out the needle, Gable grabs him by the throat and throws him up and then down. I like the idea that this is a reverse choke slam because uh-huh. he's like uh, bu- he's like stalking up behind somebody. You grab him by the back of his neck yeah. and then slam him face first down yeah. or something. There is a moment where I think the guitar stops. There's that like huge uh, as this table, like thick wooden table smashes to splinters while Gable has like slammed this person down on it. The assassin is now barely alive. Everyone who is around like stops and turns to look at Gable. Hildred turns around. They can see this person has this needle in his hand, like clutched limply as he is sputtering and coughing. And Gable's bodyguards like immediately move by their side and go, where where, where did you go? What's your name? He is, like, so messed up that he can barely speak. Do you know this man? Um, uh, no. Well, he knows you. We know him. The bodyguards pull him up to his feet. He's an assassin. You think? (laughs) (laughs) Roll credits. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they drag him to his feet. You can see his face is completely smashed up. He, he looks like he's broken more than a couple ribs. Yes, good. Um, Very good. And the the needle is is left on the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, oh my God. I, I have to thank you. You're welcome. Oh my God, it's you. Yeah. From last night. Were yes. you following me? Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's neither here nor there unless you you didn't hire an assassin so that you could beat them Stage. up and save me. I that's I cannot emphasize I, I can't emphasize enough to you how little cunning I have to actually have that sort of idea. I'm a very two no person. Hmm. I, I have to um take take him away. <laughs> uh I'll, the bodyguards sort of nod. Uh, I have to go talk to the rest of my team. I hope that you're you're well. No, no, you have to let me thank you. You absolutely have to. No, your thanks is thanks enough. Okay, I, I don't want to impose, but I am feeling pretty grateful and also a little bit vulnerable. We're going to 
the stables. You're gonna, you're renting a bird? Not necessarily. We're just looking, seeing oh. what, seeing what's on the on the lot. I'll go to the stables. Okay. Uh, if that's all right. Again, I don't want to impose. Oh, yes, sure. I, I'm sorry, I, I lost myself a little bit. Now, I think I need to talk to my team. I wasn't aware that assassins were an issue that we had to deal with. I will be by the stables on the west end in about 20 minutes. If we meet up, then that'll be kismet. Okay. Well, good to see you. Sorry about the circumstances. (laughs) And that's that. your game master. Welcome to the mid-roll. This week, I got to start us off with some advertisements. This one comes to us from Jacob, and it goes out to Scrubs. Happy birthday, bro. You're a wonderful person, and I'm so proud of you. Here's to more evenings playing Gloomhaven, talking about Pokemon, and planning a never-ending stream of projects that we never seem to have time to accomplish. I love you, bro. You're my hero. That is incredibly sweet. I can assure you both, you're both my heroes because you listen to my show. Now, if you're out there and you had your heartstrings tugged a little bit and you'd like to put a personal heartfelt message on the air, good news. You can do it. All you have to do is go to oneshotpodcast.com, click on contact us and radvertise to book your own radvertisement. Another huge thanks to Jacob and Scrubs for helping make the show this week. Hey heroes, did you know that I've got a new book coming out? It's called The Ultimate RPG Gameplay Guide, and it sort of breaks down the way that I approach role-playing games. So if you've been enjoying Skyjacks and you want some insight into how I make story decisions, or you'd like some techniques to try out what I do in your home games, I'd recommend heading out and pre-ordering The Ultimate RPG Gameplay Guide right now. You can do that by heading to bit.ly slash ultimate gameplay booking it through a major retailer like Barnes & Noble, or heading out to your favorite indie brick-and-mortar bookstore and pre-ordering a copy. So if you're interested in this, I would appreciate it if you pre-ordered something as soon as possible. Folks, coming up on July 6th, Campaign Skyjacks has its first live show here in Chicago. We're going to be performing at Stage 773 alongside our friends, the Cryptid Keeper podcast. That is two shows for the price of one. There are not many tickets left, but you can claim one of the last ones by heading to bit.ly cryptcamlive. That's bit.ly slash c-r-y-p-t-c-a-m-l-i-v-e. Before we get back to our episode, I want to take a quick moment and thank our Patreon backers, because thanks to you, Skyjacks is going to be weekly for another month. And we're going to keep making a big deal of that until we've blown past that milestone. Of course, I got to take some time and thank a couple of you individually. 
Spencer Warner. Thank you so much. Carly Jean. Thank you. James Henderson. Thank you so much. Clyde Clark. Thank you very much. Thomas Brower. Thank you so much. Beverly Jean. Thank you very much. Christiana Ellis. Thank you. Chris Johnston. Thank you very much. David Queen. Thank you. Eric Olson. Thank you so much. James Keen. Thank you. Hervin Forsney. Thank you. And again, if I get that wrong, you let me know. Cerny. Thank you very much. Amanda O. Thank you. Rich underscore 27. Thank you. Nathan Hunt. Thank you very much. Cult of Knowledge. Thank you. Tobias Duell. Thank you very much. And Carly Janelle Strait. Thank you so much. Thanks again to everyone who supports us on Patreon. You make all of this possible. And a quick note to our $15 and $25 backers. Folks, the presents that we're getting you this year are very good. So I highly recommend you head over to Patreon and make sure that your address is correct in the system so that you get them when they come in. I can't announce what they are yet, but I am extremely, extremely excited to show them off. With all of that out of the way, let's get back in the sky. Before we go over to Jonnet, I do want to cut back to the hotel room. We have Dref there. There is a knock at the door. Dref like looks up from his book that he's reading, kind of pauses for a moment, then goes back to reading. He looks up again. Who, mm, who's there? It's a clerk. <clears throat> oh, <clears throat> one moment. The captain is still just staring out the window, I'm assuming. Great. Uh, Dref runs over to the door and opens it up. There is a clerk there with a file folder that is like just full to the brim with, with different papers. Uh, yes, I, I was sent over by our mutual employer. Yes. The broker. Yes. <clears throat> I know uh, who who you refer to. Yes. So uh, I, I brought over all of the records that we have uh, of the previous IRPORAs. D- the, these are them. I didn't know which ones you wanted, so I just grabbed all of them. But uh, I do have wins that uh, are under the current rules, which is the last two wins, and then all the rule changes before that. Uh, The last two will be fine. They will suffice. Okay. Well, here you go. Thank you. Uh, Is there anything else that I can do for you? I'm not going to tip. Okay. (laughs) Great. Good. Cool. Uh, Cool. (laughs) <laughs> Draft doesn't believe in tipping. He closes up. Uh, hold on. Uh, I don't know who said that, but I do believe in tipping for, for things that deserve a, a, a tip. <laughs> so you don't think uh, someone searching through files for you and then taking the heavy papers all across the city to you from the library that you could have just gone to, you don't think that's a service that deserves a tip? I mean, you're a courier, correct? I mean, yes, that is my... I, I guess I'm a clerk. Typically, I file things. This is unusual for me. Oh, no. Clerk had to do a little extra work. <laughs> Let's all feel sorry for the clerk. 
the captain. Who got to go out? Who had to go out in the sunshine for once? And the in the in the damn life, the clerk. Pity party for you. Get out out of my sight, clerk. You don't really have the gravitas to be that mean. I would suggest a different personality. <laughs> the clerk turns What you don't understand about me, clerk, is I used to be rich. Uh. <laughs> 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 he heads dejectedly oh, down the hall. Jesus. Uh, so yeah, you, you've got those records. Yeah, I'm only is the musical. I'm only interested in um, like the yeah the scores from the current rules and uh, what the winners did to win, like what their point totals looked like. Where did they spend their time and attention? And is it the same over the last two rules, uh, last two wins, basically? So the thing that you found is that likely focusing on a single strategy and doing it strongly is good. Gotcha. If you are somebody who is, and you've noticed that like the teams that win the... Overall point total. Yeah, well, it's not not, not even just overall point total. Uh, you notice the decoration win are typically by teams that are also going to win in the show. And they don't focus on placing at all. Most of them just finish the race. Those that win overall point total and whatnot, that is like very aggressive going after checkpoints and trying to claim championships. Like the championships get anybody that can claim that usually win because they have more people in the leader group than anyone else when you say claim championships do you mean having each rider in the top group uh so that would be claiming the championship banner that's worth 50 points oh the overall race champion gotcha 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 the overall race champion uh the year before last year hildred got that Mm -hmm. um which it was huge it it, it buoyed her to a nice seed for the joust gotcha cool thank you is there anything else you wanted to know from these records? I mean, from these records and in general. How, like, how detailed are these records? Are these just numbers and stats, or are these, like, accounts of the race? They're broken down, like, which person got which point doing what activity. Yeah. So when a checkpoint banner was grabbed, like, that was... Hildred won a fair number of these, right? Yes. Okay, I'm going to read through, like, kind of her timeline, because she's... Kind of the one to beat. Yeah. So like uh, Hildred's participation in this goes back farther than the rule changes and goes back farther than uh, her victory streak. Mm-hmm. You can see that she's been part of her team for, for quite some time and they do a concerted focused strategy in trying to build up points in these other activities without necessarily chasing championships uh, for the race. Last, like the year before last year was something of an anomaly, but it was a huge rolling part of her win, uh, powering this legend of her as a figure. Last year was the wild year where everyone attacked her. You can see that she was grounded and got zero points from that race because you can see like there are strikes and fouls listed against other riders because their birds were listed to attack her and make sure that she got no points for that. Interesting. Hmm. Cool. Huh. Um, hmm. Great. Let's cut over to Jonnet. Can we all be together? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. I, I would uh, – Jonnet 
actually it's like well like we're already like catching the mid conversation and john is like i got these cool lenses and one of them lets me magnify what's going on so i totally saw when you choke slam that dude into that table and got super awkward with hildred john's yeah. eye looks enormous right yeah. now <laughs> <laughs> can you see it I, can yes, you see it? I, your eye is very big i <laughs> but it's not here's the thing it's the same size it's always been i could just see further yeah uh-huh <laughs> i just want to let everyone keep you all in check assassins are out and about i don't know if that person was in particular in particular focusing on hildred or in writers in general but i think we all should keep a much lower profile than we have been i realize the irony of Uh that yeah joke slam killing a man essentially no he's not maybe maybe he'll die of his injuries but (laughs) (laughs) we'll never know that's a story we won't follow won't follow but I th- it's best if we sort of stick together, I suppose. Yeah, I think a low profile would be a good idea. Who are you? I was <laughs> <laughs> oh, just overhearing the conversation. It seems like if, if there's a potential for an assassin to go after you, yeah. Look, keep a buddy, low profile. you got to keep your mouth shut. <laughs> All right, we're keeping a low profile here. Oh, yeah, sure. I would just think that's a good idea. Whoa, hey, Who Ga- are you? Gary, are they uh, being rude to you? Oh, no, they're not being rude. I was being rude. I overheard their conversation. Then I piped in and sort of like jumped into the Hey, Harry, oh. you talking to Gary over there? <laughs> What's going on? Yeah, I thought that some people were being rude to him, but it turns out he was being rude to them. Oh. Where are my husbands? <laughs> Get know. back in my sack. Oh, oh, huge wife. Hello, Mary. <laughs> Here we go. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you won't get enough food. Sleeps <laughs> fair. <laughs> so we'll come we on. love you. <laughs> you better. <laughs> And here's one tidy smooch. Thank you. What? They're like fish. They're like kissing each it. other. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we uh, you know, I fi- I kiss the person above me, and then he kisses the person above him twice, uh-huh. and then he kisses the person. Uh, he kisses our wife three times. <laughs> I hate my husbands. <laughs> they let and us we out love of the bag. Polyamory. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it works. That's polyamory, baby. She bought us from a snake. <laughs> <laughs> what a good through line. <laughs> now we can't cut some of it. Uh, but yes, yeah, so let's go to the desk, right? Yeah, the, re- the reference yeah. desk. Reference desk. Yeah, so they come up to the reference desk. I imagine, like, I imagine, like this. Huge station, but mm-hmm. with one person in it. Yeah, I think it's kind of like a bank, it looks oh, like, okay. a little bit. It, it, it's got kind of like marble, and there's just, like, there's some people waiting around, um, but there's a teller up, okay. up front that you can sort of speak to. Uh, Gable, can you come with me? Well, I, cause you, got, you saw her too, right? Yes. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, hi, um, I need some information. I'm working with the broker. Oh, oh, you must be Jonathan. Yes, that is my name. Did, wow. did you're good, and that means you're Gable. Oh, keep going. Who's he? And he points to Travis. Uh ooh, it just says the nasty boy. <laughs> <laughs> that is, that's it. I mean, it's that's not all wrong. the yeah. Uh huh. Uh, we're, we're looking, did you hear why we were coming? Uh, no, 
I should explain, uh, the broker is currently paying us not to divulge information about you. Oh. oh. So, that's... so you need to know who we were so you can say who we weren't. Exactly. Well, I guess, are you allowed, are we allowed to ask questions about other people? Absolutely. Great. Uh, it will cost you. Uh, great. Put it on the broker's credit. Uh, oh, hmm. uh, typically our fees are higher than the broker can afford because we mostly trade in information, uh, from someone like you, I, I don't think you would have enough gold, uh, that could possibly be worth any information about you and your crew. So I'm happy to provide you information, but I will be asking you questions in return. So I get questions if you get questions? Yes, I, I, will, I will ask you a question and you will give me an answer and then I will be able to answer your questions. Okay, well then, did anyone come in here looking for me? Asking questions about me? I will answer that question if you answer this for me first. Did the skyship the Uhuru take down the civility? A point of order. Why do you have to... How do we know that you're going to actually answer the question? Oh, we would absolutely do that. You would be able to complain to the broker if I took information from you and didn't give you information. That's fair. Okay, uh... Yes, Jonnet. What did the Uhuru do? Uh, G Gable, mm -hmm. um, is this one of those times where we say the right thing, or do we say the thing that people want to hear? Oh, I'd really recommend not lying. <laughs> I'm sorry, what was your name? I know it's your first time. I'm Tiffany. Hi, Tiffany. I know it's your first time. Just <laughs> lying. Ooh, don't lie. <laughs> oh, okay, Tiffany. Um, you know what? Yeah, Let's we, see what happens. Okay, we, uh, the... The Uhuru took down the civility. Okay. That confirms a lot of the other information that we've been getting. It's just a I long can call that a confirmed rumor. And I can tell you that, yes, no less than 24 people have come in here looking for who you are. For John, for Jonnet? Well, not specifically for Jonnet, but let's see. It looks like 15 people wanted to identify uh, the ship that came in. Okay. Um, okay. There were two people who were looking to see why records were falsified in the port manifest. Right, what records? Rec did we falsify records? I probably. It says I mean, we the probably nasty boy it. did it. Okay. That's, okay. yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> And uh, one person in particular was very, very curious to know everything about the Uhuru uh, and its crew and and people that were on the ship. He was willing to pay quite a bit of money. Uh, who did? Who? You'll have to answer another question for that, I'm afraid. Well, um, but you. But didn't... one person also was looking for Jonnet. Who, who was that person? Oh, all right. Yeah, go so, ahead, Tiffany. Now, was this done with cannon fire engagement or a boarding party? Uh, Why not both? Is that the truth? Honestly, yes. Well, there you was... Were there. In its way, yes. The fall of the civility was due to both cannons and boarding. And the person who was looking for information about the crew was white. Tiffany, I swear. 
This is Gable. not Gable. I know this is your first time, and I I understand being uncomfortable right now. I can assure you that all the information that is crossing my desk stays here until you leave the city. So, are we to assume that we, if I give you like very very good information, then you'll answer in useful ways? Yes. I mean, if I. Uh, sense that you're being intentionally obtuse. Are you a magician? I'm not a magician. This is just my job. Hmm. Okay. Uh, well, okay. There was a boarding party. We, 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 we flew in under the cover of night. We, we infiltrated the place. We sabotaged the, the, uh, the rudder system, uh, the steering system, and we brought the civility down. Then there was a sort of a, a fight on deck. Okay, okay. Very good, very good. And did you want to know both people who were interested in you? And I mean, kind of- whatever. Tiffany, it seems like you're kind of nickel and diamond us on words. Yes, let's- <laughs> yes, I am definitely that. That is my job. Uh, let's focus on Jonnet. That seems like the more pressing issue. Okay. I mean, for, for that, I can definitely tell you. That would be Traveler Quan. Traveler Quan. Yes. Um, uh, well, I don't know the answer to that, so you don't have to bother asking. I don't know why a lot of people are looking. I can assume, uh, but she is someone that I wouldn't even be able to give you an assumption about. Um, well, I mean, what about, is there any kind of like dossier or information about her that you might be able to just offer us? I can absolutely give you more information on her. <sighs> Gosh. What do you want to know? My, I, my, my, my uh, favorite food is, is lemon chicken. Well, useful, but that won't be able to get you the sort of information that you're looking for. But no one knows my favorite food. I can give you the favorite food of somebody else uh, in exchange for that, but really it's not equivalent to getting all the details about this person. I'll ask the question. Don't worry. You don't have to grasp at straws. Um, they're, one of the reasons that we're trying to get information about this particular event is there are so many rumors swirling around Oromar Vale, and we just want to make sure that we have an accurate depiction of the man and his crew and what they're capable of. So I have to ask, how how large was the boarding party that took down the civility? One, two, three, four. I mean, the initial one or the one that all the ruckus up, up de- on top of the deck? or well, Everyone that boarded the civility to take it down. Give us human pounds. Be like 1,200 pounds. <laughs> I think <laughs> seven. It was Notice <laughs> me, Wendell, on top. Me, you, Travis, Travis. Dref, Ormar. <laughs> Yeah. Seven? Seven. She eyes you both up and down. Like she, she looks at Gable for a second and then decides that maybe she can't read Gable and shifts her gaze to Jonnet, who is Jonnet a good liar? No. 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 <laughs> I didn't want to make that decision he for him. A beautiful, pure face. Yeah. Seven. Well, I guess the rumors have more truth to them than I thought. And she records that. Well, for your information, Traveler Quan is a monk of the Liquid Sword Monastery, an organization of people that specialize in studying water. Traveler Quan typically makes journeys from here in the monastery to ferry messages back and forth between the monastery and agents that operate within this city. Traveler Quan is a mid-ranking member of the Liquid Swords Monastery, so this I would classify as not a very important duty. Hmm. 
So I've I've never heard of the liquid swords before. Neither have I. What do they want with me? Well, the Jizz is always interested in developing new rap talent. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. You really you? I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just a big fan. <laughs> Get back in the sack. <laughs> Does Traveler Quan have malicious intent? Uh, I couldn't answer that question because we simply so don't, don't know. know. Okay. Well, okay. So um, I, the liquid swords, they, what can you tell me about them? I can give you some general information for a little bit more information. Okay. Huh. What would this be equivalent to? Hey, she doesn't know what question to ask. Yeah. Uh, how long have you been aboard uh, the Uhuru? Um, how long have you been on board? Yeah. You've I've said been... it's like, it's probably at this point around seven months. Yeah. Okay. Or eight months. I was, I, was like, I was like, it's under a year, but okay. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm, I mean, I kind of came on, I would say maybe uh, eight months. Okay. Interesting. And why did Oromar Vale select you for his crew? Do you question. know? This is a very secretive organization. Mm. Why did Oromar select me? Yes. Uh, the Uhuru has a reputation for taking on children, but rarely <laughs> do they become full crew. I, um, I don't know. He saw something in me. I, I have an act for the skies. I, I don't know. Interesting. All right, then. She writes that down in her records. The Liquid Swords Monasteries is a loose collection of different disciples of the study of water. There are some people that study magic. There are some people that study science. There's a collection of monks that studies poetry, rhetoric, and speech. They are all fairly well-trained agents that they distribute throughout the world, and the monastery is mostly sustained by selling services that can only be provided by members of the Liquid Swords. Some Liquid Swords members that you meet might be very dangerous, uh, the notorious for their martial arts and water magics. Uh, some of them might just be very good speakers and thinkers. Uh, okay. Uh, okay. Uh, no one knows where the monasteries are. Not even you? You seem to know a lot about everything. Yes. Uh, it is very irritating. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Tiffany. <laughs> okay. Traveler Quan, Liquid Sword. I guess. Uh, I feel like we have enough to go on. Yeah, I got mine. <laughs> uh, Tiffany? Yes. First of all, you've been a delight to work with. You are so nice. Most first time people really try to fight the rules, and I can't tell them anything, and eventually they have to be escorted out by security. Okay. Oh, all right. Um,. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's just been a great experience. I just want to say that you've been very good. The, well, that might change right now. Though I do see your friend is being escorted out. <laughs> we can see Travis just like <laughs> unhand why. me. <laughs> I don't know why he didn't join us for this conversation. Yeah, uh, it's weird. <laughs> I may not be able to pay the price that this individual has paid you, but. Oh, no, they offered money, but offered there's money. no way they could overcome uh, what the broker uh, was suggesting. We did call the broker's office several times to confirm that uh, he was willing to outbid that amount, and he always was. Okay. Who is it? 
So the question that I need to ask you is, to your the best of your knowledge, is Franz Fishhook dead? Is he? I mean, the things that you know, you literally cut it, like you cut his arm off and a big chunk of his body with it. And the last thing that you saw of the civility was it getting swallowed up by the sea. Mm -hmm. What I can tell you is we left him in such a way that if he were not dead, he would wish that he was. Ah, good. Great. Good information. And the other question is, who killed him? Was it Oromar Vale? Yes. That all lines up. Great. The name of the person that's after you is Tiberius Youngblood. The second son of the Youngblood family, one of the wealthiest privateers families uh, anywhere. What does he want with us? Uh, Youngblood is a notorious pirate hunter. So my guess, and this is just a guess, is that he is after Oromar Vale's bounty. I will say that even with Oromar's considerable reputation, the amount of money that he was willing to pay to get this information far exceeded what he would have gotten for turning in Vale. Now, he might be banking on being able to capture the Uhuru itself to make his own ship. Uh, that could maybe uh, win him the money that he's thinking, or maybe he's just counting on the bounty rising after the fall of the civility. Though he didn't seem to believe the rumor. Did you tell us about your run-in last night? Because that was kind of a one-on-one -on -one thing. Oh, yeah. I mean, I would have. You would have? Yeah. Right. I think you got it. I think you. we actually have to play out a scene where you tell them because it felt like you left and thought about things because uh, it was like an offer to betray the crew. Okay. So, okay, could, okay. Well, then, all, yeah, we can do you it. You can do it right now. Yeah. yeah. Like, well, Gable, I I guess there's something that I I didn't say earlier. Um, I don't like that. Well, hang on. I, <laughs> it's not super bad. It's kind of relevant, but it's not super bad. Um when um Tiffany just leans closer. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Tiffany, are you horny right now? <laughs> Would your information HP? make you horny? <laughs> so the other night uh sapiosexual. <laughs> uh uh the other night when we were sort of just like at the at the bar and mm -hmm. I, I wandered into the the fighting ring, I had the I met the young blood. What? Uh yeah, it was it was kind of nothing. You I mean, spoken to this man. Yeah, he. Well, he, he spoke to me, and he he offered me a he offered me an opportunity to turn in the crew. What? I said no. I. I and the, oh, oh, thank you, thank you for not turning what? us in. No, but that's what you want. What, what was? What, what did he offer you? Anything material? Tiffany, um, no. <laughs> <laughs> Tiffany, no. <laughs> Tiff, uh, I can't. Uh, did he offer a? He place? offered a pardon. A part, yeah, okay. He offered yeah. a oh. pardon and scholarship to the officers' college That's for right. the Red Feathers. Fine. He offered me, you know, a pardon in all of this from from a pardon. My goodness, okay. <laughs> Tiffany. Okay, some. And, and did you take the offer, Tiffany? Okay, you're 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 not clearly supposed to be hearing this. This is an A and B conversation. <laughs> you're okay? a C. You're having it right in front of the window, and this is useful information. <sighs> Well, if you if you must know, Tiffany, no, I did not take it. Don't write that down. Don't write that down. Stop writing that down. <laughs> <laughs> um, I didn't take it, and and he offered. He also offered me a scholarship to some academy. I don't know. Good lord! 
offered. Stupid. I know. It was he stupid. Offered you, he offered you an entire life, John. It. Uh, wait, I, wait, wait, wait. The uh, <laughs> the officers college for the red feathers. Yeah, some BS like that. I don't know. All right, and I and told you him, didn't take the offer. I did not take it. All right, I told him that I that I've got better things to do, and and I came back because we have a tournament to win. Um, wow, I think you and I are going to talk about this later. I Tiffany, did a good thing. Have I you think. ever wanted to fly in a ship and be part of a crew? <laughs> what? It, you just know so much. We would love to have someone who knows. Things and we'd love to have someone who knows so many things as you I know to things. not tell other people about these things. That would be great. How about you work for I us? Do I did? The oh, right this is so thing. sweet. This is so sweet. You want me to be part of your crew? Yes. I have to respectfully decline. Tiffany, I please. don't think you could afford my rights. Uh, I really don't. I really don't. But this has been great information. Uh, you you have a, a, a I question feel like or I deserve, two? Yeah, floating. we deserve something yeah. for that. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. I have a I have a suggestion. Mm-hmm. The next time, I assume he will offer again. The next time he makes the offer, if you could let us know. Oh yes, absolutely. You will know at once. I I think with the information that we just got there, I will send out a raven every time he makes an offer or or, or comes into our office for any reason. How about that? That would be fantastic. And I have one more request. Yes. Okay. I want to. I want a way to contact Traveler Quan. Yeah, I want one of those ravens to go to her when I want to. When I want it to. Okay. Okay. Is there a particular message you would like it to carry? Um, tell her that I want to meet with her. Wonderful. And when when would you like that to go out? After the tournament. After the tournament is over. Well, uh, yes. Okay. To remind you, uh, the race is going to be tomorrow. Uh, after that, there will be a day with the show and the falconry competition, mm-hmm. and then finally the joust. Okay. That's so you a would long like time. it to be after the joust? No, I want it to be after the race. Okay. We will have a raven sent out to Traveler Quan. Is there a place that you would like to meet with Traveler Quan, or do you want to give them a raven address? I want to meet her at the base of the steps of the city. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much. It has been truly fascinating meeting both of you. Truly fascinating. I, I'm mixed on this interaction, but you know what? Mm-hmm, me too. I, I, there are so many people who come in here looking for tawdry little secrets about each other, but I have got just such a fascinating psychological profile of both of you and Oromar Vale in general to inspire such loyalty. I'm I'm just so impressed with all of you. You're doing great work. Okay. Thank you, Tiffany. Thanks, Tiffany. Thank you. Let's go get Travis. Okay. <laughs> Is he in jail? Uh, I don't. I don't think he actually got He's like kicked Disney out. Jail. I think he. I think he was in that shop much longer than he thought. Oh, I like that. I he, like that. Yeah, like it. Time it, passed faster than mm-hmm. you thought it did. That's very cool. Uh, so yeah, uh, tra- Travis like walks out of this stall. Uh. Did you? Hey, okay, man, so, you're gonna flush? This <laughs> is disgusting. It was already there. It was already there. Yes. And you spent 15 minutes in there. 15 <laughs> minutes? I, I was only in there for 45 seconds tops. Okay, okay, buddy. Whatever you gotta do. You're sick. <laughs> I'm going to wash my hands. <laughs> I should hope so. 
You should get it in a, in a dog wash for all the trouble you got into. Fuck. everybody i passed the suggestion box around we've got some anonymous suggestions to improve the ship improve performance and obviously it's it's our job to decide which of these need to be taken to the captain so well we we got this one here could we rename the dog watch to something else i'm not really a dog person uh, and i think i saw a bunny on deck the other day I wanted to pet it, but my muscles got in the way and made me too slow, so it got away. Oh, could we call it the Bunny Watch? Dog Watch? I'm not familiar with this. <laughs> dog Watch, I, I don't know. What, Do have, what does that, that mean? What that does that have? mean? I mean, from context clues, it's a very <laughs> common part of sailboats uh, uh, that uh, we this, should oh, this, all know this is a sailboat uh, <laughs> I, I would I, I would like l- like to uh, address the elephant in the room uh, d- you mean dog, the rabbit yeah. the dog. Well, well, well. <laughs> spit why are you sneezing like that <laughs> that's just how I sneeze <laughs> usually when someone sneezes you say god bless you not why are you sneezing like that oh, I, I, I've I, never seen anybody sneeze like that before the person who put the suggestion in uh, said specifically that they are not a dog person. Now, okay. I think after the last time we had that infiltration of dog people aboard <laughs> the ship, we had uh, 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 nipped this in the bud. I understand. I think we're also, it sounds like we're dealing with what we uh, in the industry refer to as a Lenny situation. A very muscle bound person mm-hmm. wants to pet a rabbit. And that describes too many people on this crew, I understand. though. Mm-hmm. I understand. Yes. The only thing I took away from that book was the man who wore the glove with the Vaseline in it. You read it? Oh, yes. I only know the one thing about it. I skimmed it hard, and Spark noted most of it. Isn't, well, there's isn't a there man... a part where mm-hmm. uh, a man uh, breastfeeds with a woman? Oh, maybe. I think so. The only thing I took away from it, again, was the man who wore the gloves with the Vaseline, so he had soft hands. I think legally people are only allowed to take away one thing from that book. I agree. (laughs) And from most books. Mm -hmm. I I guess we'll take the suggestion under advisement. I don't understand it. Look, if it's a part of the ship that no one here knows about, and we've exposed some sort of deep ignorance about the fact that maybe we shouldn't be running a pirate ship. Wait, wait, wait. Does it say dog watch or dog wash? Maybe the, maybe there was someone um scrubbing the dogs on the ship. that yeah. we were doing. Oh, our dog wash. Yeah. We raised like uh well, maybe oh mm. a lot from members of the crew for <laughs> members the of the crew. Yes, exactly. Speaking of donations, we should keep in mind with this request that we are setting a terrible precedent, uh, a precedent that we have already set. We mm-hmm. only rename things on the ship after we receive a large monetary donation. That's true. Mm-hmm. That is why we have uh, the Sackler bow uh, and the uh, Sackler wings and the Sackler uh, balloon part of the ship. Sackler and- really needs to be more careful with their gold. No, Sackler spins their gold in a very uh, free-form way, <laughs> and they are not 
killing people or responsible for any health epidemics because their money is so good. Exactly. <laughs> well, anyone's money is good as long as it's money. Money is good mm. and actions are... Louder than words. Yes. <laughs> and money is the loudest of all actions. So Speaking... Sackler screams. <laughs> Speaking of money being good, my favorite part of The Great Gatsby is all the fun parties and where nothing bad happens. Mine is green light. <laughs> Eyeglasses. <laughs> I love where the red fern grows because I love dogs. <laughs> Must love dogs. Mm -hmm. So to answer your question, no. <laughs> yeah, we're keeping the goddamn dog watch. Uh, and the dog wash. <laughs> Campaign Skyjacks is a one-shot network production. For more information, be sure to follow us on Twitter at, at @campaignpod for updates about live shows and other events we might be doing. You can find more great gaming shows over at OneShotPodcast.com. Like System Mastery. System Mastery is a delightful stroll through the history of role-playing games. Except the games are terrible and the hosts are real jerks about everything. Join hosts Jeff and John as they explore the weirdest games ever made to talk about what worked, what went wrong, and which Silverhawk was the best. It was Hotwing. You can find their shows at SystemMasteryPodcast.com or through a link on the OneShot website. Finally, Jonet Kessler was played by Tyler Davis, who can be found on Twitter at Tyler A. Dave, on Mainstage with Second City, or at IO with Devil's Daughter. Gable was played by Liz Anderson, who can be found on Twitter at Liz Anderson underscore underscore underscore, or at Comedy Sports Chicago with the One Woman No Show. Travis Matago was played by Johnny O'Mara, who could be found on Twitter at Johnny and Briefs or on his podcast, Dilettante Ball. Dref Wormwood was played by John Patrick Cohen, who can be found on Twitter at JPSoFly, on stage at IO with Devil's Daughter, or on his podcast, Hey Riddle Riddle. I am James D'Amato, your host and game master. You can find me on Twitter at OneShotRPG or on my other podcast, OneShot. The original music featured in this production was composed and performed by Arnie Parrott. You can find Arnie on Twitter at A-R-N-E-P-A-R-R-O-T-T. -T. And you can find more of his work at ATPTunes.com. This episode was edited by Casey Tony, who can be found on Twitter at Casey Pony, spelled C-A-S-E-Y-P-O-N-E-Y, -E -E or on his own podcast, Neoscum. Our logo was designed by Fiona Shea, who can be found on Twitter at Fiona Pup. The world of Sphere was inspired in part by the music of the Decemberists and the card game Illimat, property of Together Studios. The role-playing game used for this production is a modified version of the Genesis role-playing system published by Fantasy Flight Games. There are no kings. Take flight, heroes. Health to the strangers who've ever been kind And once for our friends ne'er rise Twice to the dearest we're leaving behind Who know we can never deny The call of the sky